G'day folks and welcome to episode 42 and no the title of this one is yes it's a little bit misleading no I don't hate fitness but in another episode of I suppose what we'll call story time uh, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into what I mean by this title and a little bit deeper into my past because you guys tend to love the stories when I talk about the days of old and so today is no different because I've spoken about where confidence came from in the past and we will be kind of harping back to that in a particular area of this podcast but no this one is all about how fitness doesn't actually come naturally to me in fact I'm quite jealous of people that keeping fit looking after themselves does come naturally too because envious is probably the better way because it's never been me and I suppose to tell this story, first I need to go back to school, all the way back to school. We're talking primary school. Now, coming home from school, my brother was the sporty one. He was uh, the UK sailing champion at one point. He was always playing football. He played for multiple different teams playing football. Any sport my brother did or turned his hand to, he was good at. For me, I just like being indoors. I was quite an introvert. And I wasn't actually that fussed about being outside and being active. Of course, you know, I didn't mind running around with a stick, playing guns, etc. But my mind was more creative. I love to write stories. I love to make things out of cardboard boxes and old toilet rolls. And so that was where my, uh, my, I suppose, my niche was. Funny enough, I could take myself back to a, a holiday that we had in Turkey with my dad. God rest his soul. And... During that holiday, I actually, we were on the beach uh, in Altincum, like beautiful sunshine, my brother's sunbathing, my mum and dad are sunbathing, and I remember literally covering over my uh, sunbed with, and curling up the sunbed basically, and then covering it over with towels, so essentially I ended up in this little kind of cave, as opposed to actually being out in the sun, so you can probably see where this particular episode is going to go. But moving forward again, like I said, to primary school. I used to come home from school every day and while my brother would be active or would be playing games, but one of the two, he'd always be doing something. I like nothing more than coming home, grabbing a whole packet of biscuits, grabbing sometimes a cup of tea, but the majority of the time it'd be a cup of milk because I'd be too fucking lazy to make a cup of tea. And I'd sit on the sofa and I would literally devour the entire packet of biscuits and just watch afternoon telly. I knew the exact schedules of Newsround and Blue Peter, then heading into Neighbours, which I used to enjoy. Following Neighbours, we used to go straight into The Simpsons. Sometimes there'd be some Sabrina the Teenage Witch a few years before, but that was kind of my evening routine. Uh, before then, dinner, and then more TV, and then bed. So I wasn't a particularly active child. And then, as I moved into secondary school same really ensued i enjoyed going uh to kind of pubs and doing my gigs etc with a guitar not so much at secondary school but more towards the end of it but i'll be honest with you i didn't even go to school years 10 11 last two years of school for those of you that aren't aware uh i didn't really go i ducked it dived it literally bunked off at every available opportunity why because i just wanted to be at home just wasn't particularly confident didn't particularly enjoy school and it wasn't like I was bullied or I was lower down the school food chain. I was smack bang in the middle. I got on with, you know, the less popular kids. I got on with the more popular kids. There was no reason for me to not like school. I was quite fortunate to, I guess, be quite witty and 
you know, I never really was awkward in that way, but I just didn't enjoy it. And so a lot of my life was spent just being at home. And then when I found music, I'd be going out to pubs uh, with my stepdad and my mum doing gigs uh, and singing and playing guitar. And that kind of then immersed me into the world of smoking. Now, I wasn't really a drinker, never had been. Grew up with alcoholics around me, as well as just never appealed to me, probably because of what I ended up witnessing so much with spending so much time in a pub, which, you know, harping back to that previous podcast, you know, I've grown up in pubs, so therefore it's a comfortable environment for me, whereas the gym never was and isn't for most people. And so I would do these gigs and I picked up smoking and my stepdad and my mum were comfortable with me smoking. In fact, you know, let's not be around the bush. They probably weren't comfortable with it, but they were in the mindset of he's got to make his own mistakes. And so with my aversion to sunlight, literally I'd be wearing jeans, long long sleeve tops and just covered up the entire time as and when I went out. And obviously smoking, I was the furthest from fitness that you could possibly perceive. And couple this with... Working for my stepdad and the lack of confidence, not wanting to answer the phone, which I touch on in episode 38, I believe it was. 37, sorry. Confidence. And so, like I said, fitness just wasn't on my agenda. Wasn't interested in looking after my body. Wasn't interested in any of that kind of thing. My brother at this point had built a decent amount of muscle because he was working at the gym. And I just wasn't fussed. And I just... It didn't come naturally to me to be active. I was more comfortable being lazy. And that will become, I suppose, more prevalent as time goes on. So then, obviously, as I began to, to grow up and, um, and get through school, I then kind of started to take a little bit of an interest in uh, keeping fit. So I bought myself a chin-up bar and a scissor grip from Argos and started working chest and pull-ups, etc. Not that I knew what the fuck I was doing. They weren't pull-ups, to be fair. They were chin-ups because chin-ups were easier than pull-ups. I had no idea what I was doing. And to be fair, even though we had the internet back then, I don't know why at any point I didn't even think to jump on and do some research. I guess at that age, I was too fucking arrogant. So I just went, oh, I'll figure this out. I'll just pull myself up, don't I? But hey-ho. Uh, and then I bought myself a um, a dumb sorry not a dumbbell set one of those um, metal barbell sets where it's like an inch wide bar and it's got screw on uh, attachments on the end or screw on kind of uh, things to hold the plates on and every single time you put plates on off all the paint would chip off these blue sprayed metal plates so everybody had one of these and I'd be using a dining room chair as my bench which looking back now was very very sketchy especially the design of the chair like that thing could have given way at any point but at no point did I think this is quite risky I just got on with it and it was only then when my brother got the job at fitness first where he gave me a um, an associate membership that I then went yeah you know what I'm gonna have a gym membership and I started doing things properly and then of course you know the rest is history we've touched on it previously but the reason why this podcast is entitled I hate fitness is because as I said in the beginning it doesn't come naturally to me. I watch as people yearn for the gym and, you know, cannot possibly live without it. And don't get me wrong, I go through periods where I absolutely love what I do. But I have to be quite vigilant to not allow kind of old lazy Chris to creep back in because he's still there behind these eyes, behind what I do for a living. There is the lazy kid that wants to sit and eat biscuits. And perhaps, perhaps this is why I resonate so well with people. Perhaps this is why um, 
I understand people when it comes to coaching and people's aversion to exercise and the difficulty associated with controlling food, etc. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a long, long way away from that kid. A long way away from being Mr. Lazy that wasn't interested in health and fitness. But as I said, it doesn't come naturally to me like it does some trainers. You know, you watch them on Instagram and it's just, it's part of their lives. It's part of their DNA. And don't get me wrong, you know, when I'm in a routine, I miss the gym. When I'm kind of in that momentum groove, if you will, then I do really miss my workouts and I strive to get my workouts done at every available opportunity. They become a priority. But one thing that I do have is an incredibly obsessive mindset. When I put my mind to something, I don't stop at anything and I think about nothing else. And it served me so well with the things that I've gone after in my life and the things that I've achieved. But it also means that when I'm obsessing about something else, I'm dropping the ball with the other thing that I was obsessing about at the same time. For example, whenever I invest too much focus in the car, I drop the ball on the other thing that I was focusing on, the thing that I was focusing on previously. For example, if I'm absolutely headfirst into my workouts and I'm really enjoying the gym and I'm obsessing over it, I'm watching loads of YouTube videos and I'm literally pouring over textbooks and studies and every single resource I can, happy to spend hours and hours and hours training, the moment I shift my focus onto something like the car, for example, I then lose interest. And so I then have to really dig deep to get those workouts done because I'll wake up in the morning and instead of it being, oh, I'm excited to train, I can't wait to get in the gym today, the mindset will be, oh, I've got to get that workout done so that I can then go and work on the car. Ah, you know what, I'll have a rest day today. So for all of you listening, all of you thinking that, well, A, maybe one day you'll be enthused to work out and it'll become part of your DNA, I can't guarantee that that's going to be the case. And B, for all of you thinking that you're going to develop that love affair with it and are waiting for that day to happen, it may not. But that's okay. Because the one thing that having this relationship with exercise has taught me the one thing that having kind of this it's never in my DNA kind of thing is firstly about the balance of life to understand that it ebbs and flows. Some days you'll be enthused, some days you won't. But then also to understand that it's okay for it to ebb and flow. It's okay to not have it as an obsession and to actually to recognize that I have to be vigilant with what I do because it doesn't come naturally. Because lazy Chris is always scratching at the door or slobbering over the door, whichever way you want to put it. I have to be vigilant with not losing momentum. I have to be vigilant with what I do because it is incredibly easy for me to eat like an absolute see you next Tuesday. And it's incredibly easy for me to be incredibly lazy, thus creating a calorie surplus and thus not finding myself in a particularly strong position physically or mentally, in fact. So it's a bit of a blessing and a curse. Yes, I would absolutely love to be obsessed with fitness in every way. I'd love to be one of those people that just wants to be fit in every possible way. Ross Edgley, for example, I massively admire because the man just wants to do everything, wants to push his body in every possible way, whether it's lifting, whether it's cardio, whether it's climbing mountains, whether it's swimming, cycling, it doesn't fucking matter. He is literally fitness to the bone and he adores it. He lives to use his body. I wish sometimes I was like that. I wish sometimes I was driven to be that way, but I'm just not. But in a way, like I said, it's a good thing because it's allowed me to resonate with 
normal people, people just like myself that aren't revolving their entire existence around heavy shit that they can pick up or increasing their heart rate. But it's also allowed me to have a respect for the mindset that's involved for those people. How, like I said, vigilant you have to be, how focused you have to be, how disciplined you have to be to make sure that you get your workouts done, to make sure that you don't allow that lazy voice to creep into your head going, don't do it today. And I'm not going to lie. I very recently had a, a drought of about a week where I used a little niggle in my chest to not train. And in all fairness, was it a good idea to take some time off the gym? Yeah, it probably was in all fairness. Found out what the problem was, where I was basically pressing in the garden. Bench wasn't level. I was actually working one side more than the other. And obviously, when you're dealing with quite heavy weights, that's not a great thing. Uh, and with it being cold, wasn't probably doing the best job that I could of warming up. So lesson learned on that one. But also, I used it as an excuse to have some extra time off. There was other muscle groups I could have trained, other things I could have done to keep momentum. But couple the little niggle and the fact that it was usually about zero degrees or minus one on most days and we're in the middle of lockdown, I had to train in the garden. I just wasn't enthused to get it done. Lockdown this time around has been a lot trickier for me. It's been a lot more difficult for me to maintain the good rhythms, the good routines that I had, both in lockdown one, lockdown two, and in normal day-to-day -day life. You know, the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and I just think, what's the fucking point in getting up? Because the day is going to be long. There's no school run to do. There's no reason to leave the house. At any point in the day, I could probably get a walk done. The net result is a lot of the time it doesn't happen. And this isn't because of any, I suppose, tangible reason you know, lockdown hasn't helped as it hasn't hasn't helped for most people. But I suppose that puts me in a prime position to be able to understand other people. Because the one thing that, like I said, I'm very good at is being able to empathize with normal people that go through this exact same thought process. But I'm also very good at pulling myself out of it. I'm very good at kind of making sure that enough is enough and making sure that I stop the rot before it gets too serious. Something that I've had to do most of my adult life because of fitness never coming naturally to me. So if you're listening to this and you're the kind of person that just thrives at breaking a sweat, thrives at pushing your heart rate, getting out of breath, having muscles burning, then I envy you. I wish I was like that. I've wanted my entire life to be like that. But I'm not. And I understand that I probably never will be. But I understand that there is beauty and there is a hell of a lot of benefit from being in this position of, I don't want to do it, but I know it's something I've got to do because that's where the discipline can come in. And that can then, that hand can then be turned to the other things in my life. I just have to make sure that I don't get too obsessed about things, which, as I said, I have a tendency to do. But I suppose the bigger thing is I know what it's like to get frustrated I know what the journey's like when you are desperately trying to become that person. And I'm here to tell you that chances are you're not going to. You're going to try your absolute hardest to make it part of your DNA. But here's the funny thing about DNA. It can't actually be changed. Not by, not by thought and willpower alone. So I think the biggest thing that I realized when it came to my own training, which again, funny enough, was a realization in the last couple of years enough as you can probably tell from listening to these podcasts if you've listened to previous episodes that is that quite a lot of stuff has changed quite dramatically in the last few years with the way that i think but 
the thing that really stands out to me is I, I came to terms with the fact that I'm never going to be that fitness driven person, that it's never going to be part of my DNA. It's always going to be something that I'm going to have to push myself to do. And I'm going to get times where the momentum is with me, times when I'm enthused and I'm, you know, obsessed, if you will. And I'm going to get times where I'm not. But it's about the consistency that matters most for me. It's not about the ruthless get it done regardless because you're not always going to be in that mindset. To be fair, that kind of is the place where my podcast Why We Lose Focus came from, episode 14, which was all about the seasons of psychology, understanding that throughout the year, throughout your life, you're going to have different things that you place emphasis on, different things that are both important to you, but also different, different things that you are focused on or obsessed about as the case may be and that's all right and I suppose if you're the kind of person that right now you know you're driven you're doing a program understand that the storm is coming but don't fear the storm understand that it's not going to be something which you are always driven to do and essentially the choice is laid out in front of you whether you do it don't do it or you find an alternative you know with weightlifting I've always enjoyed it I've always enjoyed the process itself, I've always enjoyed the workouts when I've done them and I've never regretted a workout after I've done it, but it's that lazy kid that's still in there that sometimes stops me from doing it, sometimes finds every excuse and puts it off every hour of the day that passes, the one that kind of almost needs a regimented structure. And this, to be fair, is one of the reasons that I struggle sometimes with lockdowns because I find myself in this position where whenever is fine. When there's so much time in the day that instead of me being regimented with it and going, right, get up, get it done, the mindset is, well, I won't do it at nine o'clock because it's quite cold at nine o'clock. But at midday or one o'clock, it's quite warm. But the problem is I get to that point and I'm hungry. So I think, oh, I'll eat before I train. And then I have something to eat and I get comfortable. And so I think, oh, I'll just, I'll give it an hour, let my food go down. And then I'll give it another hour. And then I'll, you know, it will start raining or something like that. And it will be then, oh, yeah, I better not do that. Or I'll need to do something with the kids. And there will always be an obstacle in the way. And again, this is where discipline needs to come in. So you're probably listening to this thinking, fucking hell, Moisey, your job is to coach people. Your job is to kind of be this inspiring figure that drives people forward with what they do. And yes, but no. I've always seen my job as, not my job, it's a horrible way of putting it. I've always seen what I do as being a realistic approach to health, fitness, and just living your life. Understanding the importance of being lazy alongside the importance of being active. I recently asked my clients in my academy, what was it that attracted you to my approach? Because... Funnily enough, with all the people that I worked with, it was never a question that I ever thought to ask, but arguably, it's one of the most important questions for my own development, business development, whatever. And the two most, you know, two most common responses out of all of them were the fact that I see the world through realistic eyes. I'm not preaching some unrealistic, you know, Adonis approach. The approach I preach is real and that I understand the world. And that's obviously where the kids, etc., have come in handy. And also alongside that, it's the honesty, the straight talking. This is how it goes. This is what you do. And I suppose that's what this podcast is in the epitome. Both of those things to say to you guys. Yep, I sometimes can't be fucking asked to. Sometimes I don't get it done. A lot of the time, lazy Chris is 
knocking behind my eyes going don't you dare get that workout done go chill out go have a nap go have a packet of biscuits you love shorties get a cup of tea get some dunking done but i'm here to tell you that you've got to keep fighting a good fight you've got to keep disciplined with yourself and understand that yeah sure you're going to give in from time to time you're not always going to win that fight and that's all right but what matters is that you win it on more days than you lose it what matters is that you understand that that fight's going to continue and that you don't set this unrealistic expectation that you're going to become this fitness person, this person that's fucking obsessed with lifting weights and what they eat, etc. Because that's just not the way that I like to think a normal person's mind works. You want to live your life. You want a good quality of life. And for most people, a good quality of life is doing fuck all. And I don't mean that from a position of just sat there in an, in a room of emptiness. I mean, good quality of life is being in complete control of your life, having the ability to do whatever you want to do. Most of the time, relax. Because let's face it, we've nothing's more content than when we're laying there in bed on a Sunday morning, the sun's streaming through the window, you're warm, you're cozy. There's no commitment that you have to get up and deal with. That's bliss, is it not? So amplify that. Surely that's what we're all striving towards. So don't fight the laziness. Don't always fight the, the kid inside you which is trying to get you to go back to those days. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm never going to smoke again. And to be honest, guys, if you're interested in smoking, I was on about 25, 30 a day back in the day uh, between the age of 15 and 16. And funny enough, when it got to 16 and at that point I could legally go and buy my own cigarettes, I didn't want to smoke anymore. I wonder if there was a correlation there. But I know what it was. I chose to quit. Uh, I remember walking up the stairs or getting up off the sofa and I'd see stars and it just dawned on me like this, this isn't good, uh, especially not on my age. So I took the decision to take steps. And if those of you that smoke need uh, a bit of advice and need an avenue to go down to know where to start, for me, what worked was Alan Carr's easy way to quit smoking. The book encourages you, it's a book by the way, uh, encourages you to continue smoking while reading it. Uh, and I don't know quite how it works. A long time ago, I probably would understand it more nowadays. It's not hypnosis. It's more changing your thought patterns, which maybe laid the groundwork for what I do now. About changing the way that you think as opposed to changing the circumstance in front of you. But wasn't interested in any patches or pills, anything like that. I wanted to do it and stop my brain wanting it. I didn't want it to be something which was always scratching at the door. And although, you know, the smoker is still there, he's still kind of behind the eyes as well. He's not interested. He's nowhere near as loud as the lazy kid. So, yeah, there you go. If you're interested in quitting smoking, there's a good resource for you. Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking. Tap it into Amazon. It's the first book that comes up. Uh, and just to clarify, it's not funny, man, Alan Carr. <laughs> it's a different Alan Carr. So, there you go, folks. I don't hate fitness. I love fitness. Fitness is, is giving me a, a passion in my life. It's given me a focus, which I never would have dreamed. And that's the thing that I always harp back to, that I never ever in a million years would have dreamed that I would be doing this as a career because I was the lazy fucker. And I still am. <laughs> but I enjoy life and I understand that elements of my life have to be a little bit more disciplined to look after myself. And I do enjoy lifting. I do enjoy the process. It's the getting going, which I struggle with. Once I'm going, I'm fine. But 
I'm sure you guys struggle with that one too. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about a workout, maybe you're mid-workout, maybe you've got a workout to come later on today or tomorrow, then understand that, sorry buddy, you're probably not going to feel like it. And there's probably going to be a myriad of obstacles in your way. But the most important thing is you stay disciplined with yourself to just quieten that lazy man voice, get it done, and then go and park your ass on the sofa. Because life's too short to not be lazy from time to time. Thanks for listening, folks. That's it. Episode 42 done. As always, love getting the uh, the drip-fed messages through on Instagram, etc. This week, I've had two messages about previous podcasts. One lady that was on episode 5, uh, another lady that's on episode 38, uh, and one other which mentioned, I think it was episode 14, might have been. Uh, but either way, I love getting those messages through out of the blue. I'll open up my phone, all of a sudden there's an Instagram message and it's someone saying, just listen to this episode. So really, really glad to hear that you guys are enjoying these podcasts. They'll keep coming the whole time you guys give me that feedback, the whole time I know that you guys are listening and you're interested, then of course I will continue them because I get a certain amount of therapy about sitting here and erring old demons and raking over the past. So folks, thanks as always for listening. When it comes to your life, the way that you're looking at the world right now, the way that you're approaching things, as always, grant yourself the serenity to accept the things that you can't change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will see you on the next one. Toodles.